Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. In a way, we go. Hello again, and welcome to the Art and Business Community Theater, also known as the Monroe Community Player Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. If you know a podcast with a longer title, I dare you to find it. <laughs> um, I'm your de facto host, David Warren. Looking around the green room, I see my co-host today. Carol Slifka. Robert Yeoman. Brian Burchett-Ross. Yes, and uh, Mr. Roberts was supposed to join us as well, Ron Roberts, but unfortunately he was not able to at the last minute, so <sighs> we know he's okay. Don't worry about him. He will be back in a couple episodes. Um, so we are gathered today, though, because it is our one-year anniversary. Well, actually, we got to go through because we get together once a month or so and record these. Right. But it's, our, it's about our one-year anniversary, and Brian tells us we have a surprise. <gasps> I I'm do, hoping it's cake. Do I tell. Do. It is not cake, but you know what? Uh, it, now, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, no, it's not cake. But I want to play a little something here from one of our previous episodes, uh-huh. and then I'll give the surprise after that. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure you're going to know what the surprise is when you listen. Uh, this is something that was... Uh, this was something that was said uh, in episode 24 uh, and that has come back a couple of times, uh, jokingly, not only on the podcast, but uh, as we're doing our other business in, in real life. This is one of those tangent verse moments. So let me play this for you. The sugar is sugar, whether it's from corn syrup or not. But all I know is they started using corn syrup and I got fat. <laughs> Just, just, just telling you, that's how it happened. When you were a kid, wasn't it the greatest sensation to opening up a box of Fruit Loops and inhaling <laughs> that complete fruity smell that you knew was completely inorganic? I, I think we just set a record of going off the rails the earliest amount of time. So anyway, <laughs> you brought Fruit Loops. I brought. <laughs> An unopened box of Fruit Loops, <laughs> so that we can all experience what uh, Mr. Yeoman smell has uh, done. Do you want to open it, or do you want me to open it? No, you open oh, it. Oh, okay. Enjoy the experience you're about to have. Of course, it's not the real experience where it was cane sugar, but it's close. All right, here we go. Okay. Okay, I just there. I took a big, I and, took a big. Since big this, is, this is a podcast and you can't see us, yes, we are all taking, we're all taking turns now to huffing. <laughs> we are pure sugar overtone at the end oh. of the. Oh, that, that it is does a good smell. It is a really good <laughs> smell, and it brings you are right. It brings back some wonderful memories as well. Yes, so that's uh, uh, the Fruit yeah. Loop Pop Tarts I had just not too long ago, and. The, Fruit Loop Donuts on the... And I also have to say... Fruit Loop everything right now. Also, if you go to Aldi's, that box will cost you about 89 cents. Mm-hmm. But it won't be Fruit Loops. No, but it'll be made by the same people who make Fruit Loops with a different box. It'll be Fruity Loopies. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, they, that was my little... Well, that was right. wonderful. I just... Oh, well, we, we've talked about I that. love being And now, Mr. Right. Yeoman, these are your Fruit Loops. We're oh. all you may have the Fruit Loops. Yes. yes we, Anybody else want another snort? <laughs> I'm no, good. No, thank you, Bob. Anyway, so happy anniversary to all of us. I was hoping it was a new us. theme song or something. No. Yeah. No, well, you know what? I'm working on something. Okay. It's, uh, it a is compilation a, of how many times. I can make maybe. one up for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. That ain't good, Yeah, well. <laughs> 
Anyway, well, much. anyway, you are so. welcome. Happy anniversary, everyone, and happy anniversary, happy, happy, happy anniversary, happy happy anniversary, happy anniversary, and uh, out there to Ron, happy anniversary. We miss you, buddy. He's still here. He's <laughs> still with us. He's still with us. Peace. Um, wonderful. So thank you, Brian, for that. And um, <laughs> thank you all for those of you who have been st- stuck with us for a year. Um, we think that we're still going strong, and uh, we're, we're hoping to make it at least another year, if not <laughs> at least another episode or two. Um, uh, but, yep, so yep, thank you. Thank you, everybody. We're, um, I think you know, we're still having fun, so that's what counts until this very moment. We're still having fun, and we're still the one. <laughs> Until we have fun. Um, I mentioned way back down, uh, way back down. <laughs> I mentioned down a yonder <laughs> couple episodes ago, um, episode twenty-eight. You all remember that we had a contra- what we considered controversy. Asked the question: Are men in drag funny, or men dressing up in, as women funny? And perhaps predictably, the four men in this room at the time said, "You betcha." <laughs> in fact, I have yet to find a single guy to say no. It's not funny, mm-hmm. and and frankly, you know, Carol, <laughs> you're the only person I actually know who has said flat out, no, it's not funny. I don't find it funny. So we said, well, we got to hear Carol more of Carol's point of view on this um, and have a discussion because you know, frankly, it comes up quite a bit in shows. It's it's a trope that has been around probably as long as men have been wearing pants. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we when we think. Uh, is he dead yet? Mark by Mark Twain involved uh, some cross dressing. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think some other uh, Charlie's aunt, which was I think from the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Originally, some cross dressing. Heck, go back to ancient Roman scripts. Like it's a funny thing that happened on the way to the Forum. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's actually a relatively new show. It only goes back to the mid 20th century. Um, there's also some cross-dressing. So it, so it is something that has, has gone on quite a bit in theater. Um, and certainly something has gone on in television, TV. Um, in fact, mm-hmm. in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, having watched a couple of old TV shows a while, um, old episodes of things like F Troop and such, I think I, I think I understand where Carol's coming from, but I'm not sure I 100% agree yet. So, okay. Carol? Okay. Fair enough. Okay. State your thesis. I will. I will <laughs> state my claim here. Okay. So, I remember very distinctly what you said because I was in the car, and you said, "Is a man in a dress always funny?" And in my head, immediately I said, "No." And the four of you immediately all said yes to the point where I looked at the radio as if somebody was punking me, you know. <laughs> and so there's a, there's a lot of processing I've done since I heard that since you invited me to come in and I have also talked to several of my girlfriends and presented the case and said you know just this is what I heard what do you think and it sparked some very interesting discussions and I also in trying to do some research on you know what makes things funny and whatever I came across a couple of different articles that were written that are just put it in put it in words what i was trying to to get through my head so let me start out start out first by saying yes i know shakespeare women were in dresses that doesn't count i'm not talking about that because they were not playing it for laughs a man in a dress is playing it for laughs with some exceptions i do have a caveat so i will i will get to that a little bit so um the thing is to me as a woman 
I get offended. When I see a man put on a dress and all of a sudden they get very simpering and the makeup is always way overdone and the hair is way overdone and they giggle. And so this is, to me, this is characterizing how men see women. And to me, that's insulting. Okay. We do not all simper. We do not all wear, you know, makeup plastered all over. We do not all have bouffant hairdos and nothing against the women that do. I'm just saying that this is a stereotype that I can almost not quite, but almost equate to blackface because you are taking the what you perceive as feminine characteristics, and by you, I mean all men, not you three specifically. Um, you're taking what you perceive as feminine characteristics and showing the ridiculousness of them. And to me, that's offensive. Now, I don't understand. Okay, let me back up for a second. Sometimes it is, I'm not saying it's never funny. Okay, one of my favorite movies of all time is Some Like It Hot. Okay, now the reason that they are dressed up as women is because they're hiding from the mob. Okay, it's a ridiculous premise, but the audience is in on the joke. Okay, we agree that they are trying that they are men who are trying to behave as they think women do, and they admit they're doing a terrible job of it. Okay, so something like that, I'm okay with. It's upfront; you know that's what's happening. Um, but then again, you have the movie White Girls. Okay, you know the one I'm talking about with the Wayans brothers. brothers. Yes, and so to me that that went too far. They were too much into the blonde valley girl type thing. And again, it's it's offensive to go that far with it. Um, another one is Edna Turnblad from Hairspray. Okay. Why is that character always played by a man? I can tell you. Okay. Please tell me because I tried to find it, it, out and I couldn't. Because the role was originated by Divine, who was a drag queen. Right. And so since then, traditionally, it's always been played by a man. But as you've been processing, of course, we've been processing as well. And one of the discussions we've had is actually, I think, right to your point, you already cut me off of the knees with my oh. argument, <laughs> is, is it depends on the character. Yeah. How, how does the character count? So I think, I, this may be controversial, but I believe that the role of Edna Turnblatt could be played by a woman just as effectively as by a man. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's the character. You know, it's not, it, you're not supposed to be put, Unless unless John Waters' original vision was to try to make some sort of commentary on, um, uh, at the time would have been you know transvestites, um, you know, and how they're being treated differently as well, which mm-hmm. I don't think he was. I think he had a good, from what little I know, I think he just had a good working relationship with the actor known as Divine, mm-hmm. and he wanted to create a, almost a starring vehicle for her him or her actually the character yeah um but and and of course waters at the time was always about pushing that edge mm-hmm. but anyway so since it was originated by a a, a, a drag queen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how it's always been played it's a tradition more than anything okay but like in my head i think you you hit the nail on the head it's what's the purpose of the character Right. Uh, so, for example, Hysterium, in uh, Funny Thing Happened Away the Forum, mm-hmm. it's not that he's really trying to imitate a woman per se. It's they needed a body to show the general that the virgin was dead. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a virgin around, but Pseudolus had Hysterium around. 
put on this dress. Um, the same thing happened with uh, Charlie's aunt. We can't get Charlie's real aunt here from Ven- from Brazil. Where so, the nuts are. Yeah, where the nuts are from. So <laughs> I'm dressing up my roommate, and you got to pretend to be the old lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think then the question also came to mind, we have the tuna shows that we talk about quite quite a bit, yeah. right. um, which are basically played by two actors, 22-some characters. Right. So I said it'd be an interesting experiment to do, <laughs> set up this control, do a cast with two men and a cast with two women mm-hmm. and see which gets the better reactions. Because again, I think the characters are just happen to be men and women, of course, played by the same gender people. Right. It, in theory, it should be just as effective if two women play it. It just happens that two men originated the roles. Mm-hmm. And with the tuna show, th- that's kind of a different thing because the not the gimmick but the basis of those shows is that it is one person playing all these characters exactly. of both genders mm-hmm. so it's not specifically i'm showing how ridiculous yeah. women are and every character is exaggerated right exactly and something i've noticed new uh, too is i don't really watch saturday night live anymore but i do know that more and more women are now playing caricatures of men but those tend to be more political characters or here's a famous person i'm going to imitate right so they're not they're, and i it's know it's not you, the same thing right you're thinking probably kate mckinnon okay that's the one, one that them. came to my mind okay i, I think uh, melissa, mccarthy melissa mccarthy did was some stuff McCarthy. oh that's right she did too she did sean spicer or yes. whatever mm-hmm. so they're making fun of the person exactly not mm-hmm. of an, not, entire, not an gender. entire gender right. and i think that's right. where the difference lies so, too so i i think your point is well taken absolutely and it should be considered when doing a show is, is this just played for cheap laughs as was often done on television right especially in this 50s and 60s milton borough well, mm-hmm. well uh, exactly milton borough and then uh, flip wilson remember geraldine geraldine same thing but just, can i can i say this about flip wilson okay it, it, it was hilarious it was well yeah but. but it was hilarious. But I will have to say to to your point of of um, and I'm not trying to say it. I, I guess that's more of a question to you. Can you do you mm-hmm. see it this way? Flip Wilson's Geraldine wasn't simpering at all. She was a very tough sort of. If I remember correctly, she right. was a real. Ain't no man going to take me down. Right. Sort of. So she was playing on the stereotype Mm -hmm. of the sassy black woman. Yep. Still a stereotype. Still showing the ridiculousness of that particular character, Mm -hmm. of that particular, um, I don't want to say persona because it wasn't a particular person, but just kind of this generic black woman then then let me Sassy ask you pants. then let me ask you this and yeah. i and i'm and i and i'm because i'm just curious sure i i want to know stereotyping has always been a part of comedy to a certain extent there's always been some type of stereotyping sure and i think there part the reason there are stereotyping in in theater and movies and all that Stereotyping comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It it comes from that baseline. Now, if you remember when, if you remember so far back when we did Murder on Maui, <laughs> yes, and I played um, Rhett Rhett Herring. Yes, I played him as extremely flamboyantly stereotypically gay uh-huh. as I could. Right. 
Now, was I insulting the gay community by doing that? Because no. I, to me, I oh. I took. I think there's an argument to say, yeah, I could, because there are yeah. some guys out, the gay guys out there, probably sitting there with their fishing pole going. The history I like of that. the Nance character, the gay swishy best friend, comic foil, mm-hmm. whatever else, is a stereotype, right? Which, frank, frankly, is offensive to me. I've had. Two people doing shows asking me to do the drag for the show. Number one, I don't do drag. I don't, I just, it's just not me. So, mm-hmm. but the only reason they came up to talk to me was because I was gay. And that's the only reason they asked me to do the part. They knew I can't sing, they knew I can't <laughs> dance. Mm-hmm. But, well, you're gay, so you can do the dress up. Like, mm-hmm. no. So I'll take exception to that. What you feel? I, w- I agree with you, though. You are in the position, and I guess this comes to a point I was going to bring up. I think later, it's but all minorities there. get pushed through the ringer. Exactly. And until you are that person, you can't really say whether or not it's offensive. It ain't funny, McGee. Yeah, and that's that's also an argument I've had with different people in my life about uh, you know this my new most hated word woke. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, you have to be so politically correct. Well, you know, when it, it until it's you and changing the names of baseball teams and things, mm-hmm. Ron, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's not offensive. Well, until you are that person, you can't say if it's offensive. Mm-hmm. So I I bow to your expertise there. In 1930 and 1940. It was fine to say the N-word on national radio, mm-hmm. and it was perfectly accepted. Now it's changed. Right. For the better. For the better. Right. And so, yeah, it, it, it is going to be the, the minority is the, fun, the fall guy, the, the, the funny guy, until they start demanding respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that started back in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. with the ACT UP movement. Well, they had to because of AIDS. Yeah. And, you know, when you bring that up, you know, this character in this show, so there were also other people in that show, like the Bambi character, mm-hmm. okay, playing on the stereotype of the gold digger and whatever. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. Now, it, if, it, if it had been a man playing it, that would have been something different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of nuances in there, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know... It- I just wonder, because I... I mean, when I played that character... Yeah. I thought of about five different gay men in my life that I've known that were well, exactly like that. If not sure. bigger. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, to me, that, that... Yeah, was it a stereotype? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did it come from truth? Yeah, a little bit of it did. Yeah. But but that it kind of goes back, though, is that the same argument that was made you know, back in the day when it was like, well, of course it's okay to wear blackface because there are some blacks who act like this. No, see, mm, yeah, no, that, and that, it depends a, on, see, now you're, you're, now I wasn't you're around confusing, for those arguments, by the way, yeah. so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> neither was I, you're getting a little too into the weeds with, we, when you're talking about how a character is written and how a character is portrayed. 
Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. So it's when I'm trying to think of how to word this. It's when men put on a dress and just become this kind of generic, I represent all women versus you portraying red herring. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. Um, okay. I mentioned I had I had come up with these. Um, I had run across these articles, and there are a couple of things that they bring up that say it better than I can. Mm-hmm. So, if I may paraphrase sure. what they're talking about, they said that cross-dressing comedy makes femininity bad and masculinity good. Okay, they they kind of go there. People laugh and encourage cross-dressing man on stage because they know he will go back to normal. That he's just, you know, it's it's okay to, to act like this because then he'll take it off and be normal. But here's where it gets tricky. If we're taught that men taking on feminine traits is funny and silly, how are they supposed to feel about themselves if they identify as more feminine? If we are taught that femininity is an inherent butt of a joke, how are women and young girls supposed to feel about themselves? And think about the trans community. If a man putting on a dress is always funny, someone who is transitioning, you're just you're just setting them up. I think the more that we encourage this kind of um, farce type <laughs> characters, that 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 is going to go on to cause damage to people because we're we're teaching an audience that a man in a dress is funny and it's something to be laughed at. So if someone is transitioning from male to female, that kind of encourages bullying and laughter because we've been conditioned to see that a man in a dress is funny. Does that make sense? Yeah. I th- I Am I explaining coming that? From. Um, I, I, I kind of wonder if the fact that I don't, yeah, that's something I got to think on. Um, not so much because I, I, I think the point is valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I still going back to the idea that you had presented earlier and that I think I already come to that conclusion as long as it's properly character driven, it's not that big, it's a different issue. Um, but as you said, I asked the question, is a man in dress always funny? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I probably should have phrased that in the context of what, of course, then we wouldn't be having this discussion. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said in, in the discussion of on in a state, you know, in yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and there are certain cases where I am aware of groups doing things like shows, um, which frankly aren't are not that far removed from um, uh, blackface or something. Where basically it's like, okay, um, going to. Uh, I remember being told like they have cross dressing night on some carnival cruises, or they used to at one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if they do now. It's like okay, so that's a case where men and women are dressing as each other just to again exploit the mm-hmm. the caricatures. Well, maybe that's not so good because that's still kind of the same idea. It's like okay, now right. it's, now it's Indian night. Dress up in your exactly um, as as your favorite. Yeah. Native American or something. Put on a headdress, even though you're supposed to be Cherokee. I yeah. mean, you know, all you these know, stereotypes. All those stereotypes. So, um, go ahead. And I'm not even sure where I'm going with it either. So, um, because, for example, I have played Edna Turnblatt. Turnblatt. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to do so. I think it's a great character. I had a lot of fun with it. I 
think I was successful in it, though, mm-hmm. exactly because I did not play it with that big, broad stereotype. Mm-hmm. You know, my makeup was no bigger or broader than any other woman's, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, I tried to wear the dress and, mm-hmm. and find Edna's movements, but I don't think I was exaggerating them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, you know, it's, it's, I was trying to find, you know, Edna just happened to be a, you know, a large woman. Yeah. Um, but I thought her point was she was a mother. You know, I was, I wasn't playing in my head, at least I wasn't playing a guy playing a woman. I was playing Tracy's mother. Mm-hmm. And so as an actor, that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm the mother now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, as an actor, it lets you explore different aspects of your own personality, sure. um, as all roles do. Um, and like I say, it was fun. Um, and there were, like I say, there was, if y'all recall, there was a joke in the show that I didn't even realize was there. Um, but <laughs> about, so, so, so I think, yeah. So I think that if, if long as it's presented as character mm-hmm. or plot twist, but when it's just like, um, okay, we need to laugh here throw that guy in a dress yeah which i think frankly was a lot of milton burl shtick mm-hmm. exactly um yeah then it's that's the same yeah. frankly even harvey corman back in the carol burnett days it, right. actually david goes back a lot further than that oh i it I goes mean, all the way back and yeah. it's always oh the female oh here's my sister from du Bois or whatever Poughkeepsie. and they just slap uh good old Poughkeepsie. a pair of bazoombas on her and look everybody just accepts that that's the ugliest girl in town right and it's always in those cases it's always the ugliest girl so like for example cinderella exactly. I know some, some groups have done the ugly stepsisters they always pick two men mm-hmm. because somehow mm-hmm. men are inherently ugly as women which again to your point I, what if you're transitioning what if you're something else like that's mm-hmm. not always true right mm-hmm. um i i happen to be in las vegas we went to see the um the drag show and I can tell you, a lot of those guys—they were not ugly. Mm-hmm. Well, and that brings in, in the—they, you know—they were pretty in the traditional feminine sense of being pretty, right? And that brings up another kind of sideways on that, and that's drag. So, is if if a man in a dress is always funny, are drag queens always funny? No, no. and it's because there's different kinds. Now, if you watch, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race or you know whatever you go to drag shows. There are some who are just absolutely stunning. They look beautiful. They, you know, they are not a caricature. They are presenting themselves as um, a beautiful, strong, talented woman. Mm -hmm. Then you see the others with the wigs out to here and the huge makeup. That is offensive because, oh, to, to look like a woman, I have to put all this crap on. Well... Have you been to Florida lately? <laughs> uh, well, no. Go into any Walmarts no. and tell me. No, and I don't intend to. But yeah, but you get there my point. There are spectrums. Yeah, but you get my point. I get your point, and I get your point. Yeah, because there. I don't know if you watched the show um, Pose. Did you watch that at all? Oh yeah, I love that show. Love that show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple of those main characters are. I don't know if they're transgender. They're they're trans. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were completely, I don't want to say believable because that's kind of insulting, but you know what I mean. They presented as a normal woman. Mm -hmm. And then there were some who would just go out of their minds and it's like, no, 
that's just making fun of people. Well, let me let me uh, you know we we just uh, my husband and I just finished watching the latest RuPaul's All Star Drag Race. Okay, and there were uh, six or I think six or eight contestants throughout the whole season. And as you said, there were some that that were there that looked absolutely like you know. The, there are some that are are there because they are the runway model type drag. Yes. Then you have some that are there, and yes, they do go a little campier. They do go mm-hmm. a little bit more outrageous, and they're the they focus on the comedy. And let me tell you, they're I think they're funny. I yeah. think they're hilarious. One of them did a Judy Garland that it just blew me away. I mean, mm-hmm. she was hysterical. Oh, yeah. yeah. But and in the end, the one who won the All Star that year was one of the the comedian ones. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I think if you sat down with any one of them mm-hmm. and said do you find you're that you're insulting women I don't think any of them would say yes they're just playing what they're feeling inside and the the that persona like Jinx Monsoon who won okay. she is a body she's not to me she's not the prettiest drag queen i ever saw sorry mm-hmm. jinx because i know you're listening to this but um she's not the prettiest she knows she's not the prettiest yeah but who she and she said it, who i am on the inside i show i show with the big hair i show with all this makeup and i show mm-hmm. with that brassy sort of attitude mm-hmm. and, and and comedy um so i don't think that that there's any drag queen that would walk out would that would say i'm 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 in i think i'm insulting women by this because i don't think they well, think that i think well, they just oh, they're sure. diving on the inside and also what that's they where feel. they get yeah. their money yeah well, and sure, i'm yeah, sure milton burrell never thought that he was insulting women or you know whatever it's but again unless you're that person <laughs> mm-hmm. right Why it's kind of hard to speak to it so here's my next question why don't you see women pretending to be men and if they do why isn't that just oh if a, if a woman puts on a tuxedo is that funny that's marlena dietrich well right was she funny i to well, me she was kind of here's well, the thing I, she was sexy i, I think this pro- partly it has to do with social norms mm-hmm. women can wear pants mm-hmm. men typically cannot wear skirts in our society right and why so, is that so, because it's okay to be more manly but right. to be more feminine is just ridiculous. Or and that goes back to sexism. And and I think you can go back to you know the men have the power and the, exactly. the women don't. So of course when the men are doing it, it's it's it's, it's kilts. Well, it's not even kilts. It's it's a whole different thing. I think. Yeah. Um, but but because it's inherently not possible for a woman to make fun of a man the same way a man can make fun of a woman because, again, there's no true equality in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, the Without getting too far afield on the political, social political stuff, but there are cases where men, there are shows where women do dress up as men. Uh, Victor Victoria is one that comes to mind right away. Mm-hmm. That's the only uh, one that probably comes to probably mind. Probably the only one. But, and it's interesting um, you there have see been, that. There have been a few movies, I think, where they try to pull off. And and to me, you know, it's it's not as funny. Right. Um, but again, they're character-driven pieces. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, um, you know, when Victor, Victor dress, or Victoria dresses up as Victor, she's, she's trying to legitimately fool. She's not trying just to get a laugh. Right. And, and I think in the best plays, like you're talking um, 
uh, some like it hot, which is sugar, on, of course, on Broadway, <laughs> or um, the other ones we've already mentioned. And I don't even know um, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I know it was made into Broadway movie mm-hmm. um, or Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in yeah. London. Um, Fabulous. Yeah. Again, you know, they aren't doing it for that laugh effect. They're doing it because this is how the character acts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just is. It goes back to the uh, again gender stereotypes. So. A little girl playing with trucks. Okay, well, that's not really a, a girly thing to do, but okay. But a little boy who wants a Barbie? Oh, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. So it's that same kind of, I mean, like it or not, in our society, the white male is at the top of the, is at the, top of the heap. And striving to be that is, well, of course, who wouldn't want to be? And then way down are women who would want to be that you know it's just it's it it's very far and few between where you see a man portraying a woman that is not mocking or belittling or making them appear just these brainless vapid characters and so that's why i don't think a man in a dress is funny and that's just That's just kind of where I'm coming from on that. It's just, um, there's a great quote in here from, let me find it, from, um, oh, it's going to take me a minute. Well, while you're, anyway, while you're, while you're doing that, uh, to go back to the women dressing up as men, I remember distinctly, and we, you mentioned it on a podcast or maybe just not on a podcast, maybe it was just when we were talking. The episode where um, Roseanne in the Roseanne show, Roseanne and uh, Jackie. Jackie dress up as men. I remember distinctly sitting with um, one of my brothers, who's much older, ten or whatever older, watching that episode, and he thought it was the stupidest, dis- most disgusting thing he'd ever seen, and mm-hmm. I was laughing my butt off mm-hmm. because what they were doing was outrageous, mm-hmm. but it all comes from the truth. Yeah, there's truth in all of it, and right. so I so I know what you're saying. I yeah. agree, but I I have I have I personally think women dressed as men can be just as funny, but you've got to be a little bit more outrageous. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that a man in the dress is never funny. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's not always funny. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just depends on on how you're presenting it. So here's the quote. This is from Frida Kahlo. She says, "Sexism and racism are parallel problems. You can compare them in some ways, but they're not quite the same." But they're both symptoms inside the white male power structure. Hmm. And that's that's kind of the bottom line for mm-hmm. me, is that when a man puts on a dress and exaggerates everything so much, it's I don't find it funny. I find it offensive. No, point taken. Now, I have a question that I've been waiting for this because I just, okay. I did, and it's not that I, you know, I love you to death. Uh-huh. You, you are my Phyllis. But he's been saying, he's, <laughs> she's going down, she's going down. <laughs> I did not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was, that was Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just eat the Fruit Loops, Bob. I have yeah. been <laughs> slander, <laughs> slander. Hit me with your best shot. But no, and it's not even that. I'm just again curious. One of my all time all time favorite comedians, stand up uh-huh. comedians, because okay. I I love stand up comedy, mm-hmm. was 
Um, <laughs> and now suddenly the it just goes right on my head. Jonathan Winters. No. Nope. Okay. Oh no, but he did do. He did Maud Frickett. Yes, he did, which I thought was hysterical yeah. as well. Um, but no, uh, Don Rickles. Yes. Oh God. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think he was funny. Okay. And okay, then let me ask. And and I di- I always did. No, I I never liked Don Rickles either. No. Yeah. Um I agree with her. I don't really? think it's funny to make fun of people. How does it feel I, now? When, no, 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 no. I'm okay with that. <laughs> there's a difference I'm, I'm between okay everybody likes what they like. Yeah. Every, there's a difference between poking fun at somebody and mm-hmm. making fun of somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think poking fun is fine. I think mm-hmm. making fun is crossing the line. Okay. So let me ask you this then. Yeah. I'm going to take this just a little step farther. Go right ahead. And again, curious. If Don Rickles was around today, mm-hmm. what? Yes. Number one, I know David's shaking his head. It, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't fly. Right. He wouldn't fly. And trust me, there are comedians that I've always thought were, I never liked Andrew Dice Clay. I always thought no. that man was disgusting. Yeah. With one caveat, he does have one little poem that I thought was hilarious. But, um, and the other one uh, that I never liked was Sam Kinison. Right. I always thought he was just, I, under, sure. I never understood okay. him. Yeah. However, well, I thought. If, if, I guess my, the bottom, my question is, these comedians that, that, are not liked because of what they do or actors or should they be eliminated? Should they be told you can never do this again? Should they be stopped? Where does the line of free speech and freedom to do what you want? Where does that, because where, where do we draw that? I mean, if, if, if Don Rickles did everything he was doing, let's say right in the height of his career in the sixties or Mm -hmm. whatever. And then all of a sudden the government came in and said, you cannot. And I know I'm saying government, but right. All of a sudden, boom, we're not allowing this anymore. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. You cannot do this. Mm-hmm. You're done. Does so we're talking about being woke. I think he's talking about censorship. The censorship is and what I'm, I'm talking totally about. And I'm totally against that. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, if but. somebody, if Don Rickles were here today doing mm-hmm. the same material and whatever, mm-hmm. and somebody wanted to pay 50 or 500 or whatever he's charging dollars to go see him, I am fine with that. Mm-hmm. Just don't force feed him to me. Sure. You know, but I I don't care different strokes for different folks. I'm just. I I was just curious on where. And and sometimes I think that's a danger when we say. Right. And that's on any on anything. Right. Even the stuff that I don't like people saying, I always have to sit back and go. But they have the right to say it. They have the right to do it. Yeah. And that's the same with this, you know, man in the dress thing. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying nobody's allowed to do it i'm just saying i think we need to be a little more cognizant Take of the message sure. that's being sent absolutely and and i would go one step further i mean absolutely agree the government does not have the right to censor right but the marketplace is the marketplace well right. yes um, yeah so the reality but, is a lot of the so-called people that they claim about being canceled it's like sorry that's how capitalism works exactly right if you have a product and no one is buying it you've been canceled yeah. right yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, a, that, that's a yeah, reality. Right. It's yeah. a, it's, um, and that really works better so for than other, the government doing so when it. Yeah. Fan, so when fans say, "Well, you're, this is not, not fair. You shouldn't be oppressing this poor guy or whatever," it's like, "Nope, that's you don't understand how how our economy works." Yeah, mm-hmm. if if people don't want to hire him, they have because they think he won't make them money. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the market is doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and okay. I, I think if, you should be hard pressed to find an example where that was the case. Mm-hmm. You know, just be. But no, but none of us, you know, we talk about with casting all the time. None of us have a right 
to be cast or to be hired or anything like that. And that you know, that's the harsh reality of how things work in our right. world. Yep. Not saying it shouldn't mm-hmm. or it mm-hmm. should be that way. I'm just saying that's that's the way something it is. you can strive for. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I so I'm with Carol and this you know because like I said we've been doing some talking and rumination and stuff and I, I hear where you're coming from because of the way I, especially because of the way I did phrase the question it's like mm-hmm. is it always funny for a man in a dress mm-hmm. um, I, and I'm backing up to the point I agree it is not but I'll, I'll back up to the point of but it can be oh absolutely but like I say and it I'm can just, be appropriate yeah I'm mm-hmm. just saying that there are a lot of cases where and it, it's it's getting better. I mean, people are becoming more um, more considerate towards other people. And I just, I think we have to look at it. The things that, that we think are funny today might not have been funny 50 years ago. And the things that were funny 50 years ago certainly are not funny today. So as our culture changes, comedy changes too. Yes, absolutely. Like Milton yeah. Berle, would he be a big star today? No. Uh, I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Um, you think? I know yeah. Bob's going. Oh, do you? Force of personality. I don't know. Hmm? He's kind of smarmy, though. Um, he is, but he was on the radio. And the radio was on, he was on radio for 12 years before he got television. Yeah, but if he was, if he was around today, would he be a star? If he yes. were just starting out today, he doesn't, wouldn't Force have a radio person- background. Force of personality. He could be on a podcast. It's, but, as long as you get people hooked, they will follow. But he was pretty harsh, too. How? Well, During his television years, yeah. it was all basically slapstick. Okay. There was, there was no social commentary. Maybe I'm just he didn't not rip into old enough out. to remember him. Well. <laughs> no, we have a thing called the internet now, Grandma. <laughs> Young lady. <laughs> that you can listen to the programs yeah and, maybe i'll do that see. because Go on i just my, yeah uh, i think it's, it's com. okay and they have videos of the entire shows okay and because i was literally trying to steal gags okay because you know what? when i think about some of the, the comedians from back in the day i think that they like bob hope i mean who doesn't love bob hope Okay. Hate the man. You hate the man. Of course you do. Um, <laughs> but some of hate the, the cadaver, not the crime. Yeah. Um, you know some some people. I think they're they're t- and Jonathan Winters. Oh my God, loved oh, brilliant. him. Loved brilliant. Him. Loved him. Loved um, him. I never cared for him. What is wrong with How you? How can you not love Aunt Maud? I mean, he you was know, fine. He just was boring to me. I didn't think he was. You uh, know, my uh, grow up. My favorite thing that he used I've, to do. I'm not only grown up. I've grown old, I'm, Bob. I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> Big But my favorite thing was when they would give him some <laughs> random object at the end of his show, and he would just have to improvise with yeah. it. And he was a master of improv. Yes. Oh, he was. Absolutely. And now that I'll give and you. And that's yeah. where Robin where Williams. Robin Williams. I, right. Who I always found a little. Yeah. Oh, see, um, now I loved Robin Williams. See, but yeah, but. I and I just want to clarify for our audience when we say we hate somebody for any one of the estates of these families that may be yeah. around we <laughs> don't know them personally sure. we dislike their routine yes I, I, or I said the word hate because I hate the word hate I really do hate do. the word yeah. have I said it because I, I, I will say
say I loathe something, but yeah. I, I don't. I hate <laughs> you know, show the education. But I don't. It's I, not I, my favorite. Hate is not a word. I, I'm I just like saying. I'm just you know making sure before yeah. lawyers get involved. Um, <laughs> we 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 you know we're, we're we we miss you, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate. We no. uh, But we just like the. We just we, have yeah. some that are not our favorites. Yeah. Exactly. Because I don't know any of these folks personally. No. I do know some people I do hate. But I probably will try not to mention them no. on, you know, in the podcast. And I'll have to, I'll have to uh, <laughs> check it out. Check it out, Bob, because, because they're all I, formulaic. And again, if you see one, just, well, so, it's basically so before the same my time. Thing. <laughs> I recall something with Milton Berle once into history <laughs> oh. on an old rerun that my grandmother happened to be watching. <laughs> yeah. How many Jethro Bean, Jethro Deans um, were there running around? Yeah. Well, and, and that's because, you know, because we're about stage, but um, I've been rewatching F Troop, which for those that don't know was a, some say show. a classic sitcom, yeah. uh, early 60s, two seasons only. It um, stinks. The new owners of the studio said, we don't like the... Uh, that was before my time. We, we don't like having this whole set set up for a half hour comedy, but I keep thinking, how can it be redone today? Mm-hmm. And the, my answer keeps coming back is, you can't. Because again, there are so many episodes that I'm just watching. Because remember, folks, this is it involves essentially the cavalry and the, the Indians, Indians. The yep. Native Americans. It's very offensive, <laughs> um, and it plays a lot into the Native American stereotypes. Even when the when both parties are getting along, yeah, which they usually are because they're in business together. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but it's like wow. It was Mikhail's Navy on the Old West, kind of. Mm-hmm. But but there's there's so kind of going back to our subject with men in dress. There's yeah. at least one episode where they managed, in my opinion, to offend both Native Americans and women in mm-hmm. the same same thing because they have uh, uh, a couple couple Hayakawi brothers or, or Cherokee brothers or somebody had stolen Captain Palmer and were keeping him in a cave. So they decided, well, we'll send in Calamity Jane, the beautiful blonde, uh-huh. to distract them. Well, they aren't attracted to Jane for some reason. Oh, it's because she doesn't look Indian enough. So what do they do? They put Corporal Agarn in a dress. Mm-hmm. So one is like, okay, is it because he has black hair that he looks like an Indian? Because there's nothing inherently Native American looking about the guy who... Larry Storch. Larry Storch. <laughs> and, and, and they just put him on dress. And he's clearly ugly. It's like, so, so it's like, again... Yeah. Well, no one wears white after Labor Day. But like I say, yeah. I, I think they got both women and Native yeah. Americans with and one fell swoop. None of the people who, none of the actors who writing. played Native Americans on that show looked like Native Americans well, they either. So. They, they, were Italian. Italian. They, they were doing but, uh, what was called yeah. borscht belt comedy. To, to, to you, our, might the, you might have been in the Catskills. To our de facto host comment there, there is a lot, there is so much that could never be made nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the big one that I always have said is All in the Family. Could oh, never yeah. be made now. But All in the Family wasn't offensive to me either. It was to me. All in the Family was showing exactly how stupid mm-hmm. and how silly mm-hmm. everything that Archie Bunker stood for. Mm-hmm. And the people that didn't get it, and I can tell you now, rest in peace, Grandpa, my grandfather loved Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> thought that man was brilliant mm-hmm. when the rest of the family went He's he tells there because it like he's the moron. You know who I hated in that? What character I hated in that show? Edith. Edith. I I, I couldn't watch it because I hated the way they portrayed her. Really? Yeah. And Jean Stapleton was a fabulous actress, but mm-hmm. Jean or Maureen? Jean. 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 Um, but she was just so 
again, she was a caricature of a woman. But I didn't, I didn't like it. They let her. It was uncomfortable. They let her win more often than not, though. Yeah, but just the, he in the end, she, she the, wore the pants in that family. She, yes, she, 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 she wore the pants in that family. Yeah, when but she, she said enough's always, enough. It yeah, was but enough. she was always she so scattered and so kind of oh, but, ah, she, oh God, you do that really well. Oh, that's no. a stereotype you just did. <laughs> I know, but but again, going back to that, my grandmother. <clears throat> Was Edith? She was exactly like that. Oh, I mean, I'm maybe so not. Maybe yeah. not. Well, she was a beautiful woman. <laughs> she was a lovely woman. She was. It was just that's who she was. Mm-hmm. Was she was a little on the flighty side. She was endearing and she was loving, and every mm-hmm. grandkid just yeah. went to her. But yeah, she was a little bit. On, and and my grandfather was always, you know. I'm the head of the household. And oh da, da, yeah. Da. And she always was okay. Whatever. Da da da. Yeah. Except for those rare occasions when it got to that boiling point and she would say, step in and say, now you're done. Yeah. And he always knew that's when I back off. So. Yeah. You had, I see, I didn't know any flighty exactly. women. I didn't have flighty yeah. women in my family. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had my grandmother and then I was born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> the genetics labs are calling. <laughs> Joke, everyone. Joke. Um, funny joke. Funny joke. Jokes are funny. Uh, well, sometimes. Um, unless you have to explain them. Um, you were saying. Yeah, I was saying. But uh, so I, you know, so I, I kind of see that. Uh, now, one other thing I wanted to bring up about this, too. Do you think, uh, I don't know if you listened to the the podcast where I was, um, we were talking about my trip to New York. I listened to all of them. But, oh. God I did. You. I enjoyed it. Really? Yes, I, I did. She's a green room groupie groupie. I She's a green a room groupie groupie, groupie yeah. Um, <laughs> I do think it's getting better, mm-hmm. especially in, especially on Broadway and in theater, because as I was saying about Macbeth, we had we had several women playing major mm-hmm. role, you know, Banquo mm-hmm. and, and that playing, you know, major mm-hmm. roles. So I do think it's getting better. However, could will we ever get to that point where we can see a woman playing Macbeth and a man playing Lady Macbeth. Go, go ahead, Bob. <laughs> all three of us. I know. All three of them, folks. I kid you not. Raise their finger like, and my point here is. <laughs> I'm going to pass for right now because I think someone is going to say what I'm going to. So I'm going to save myself the embarrassment and field it to Brian. To me? To you. I asked the question. I know. Which means you have an answer prepared. No, I don't have an answer. I just threw it yes, out there. And the, I, no, I don't have an answer prepared. Bob. Take it, Carol. No. Okay. Yes. In fact, I was thinking about that very thing. I listening to the last episode when we, we were talking about that. I said, you know, what would be interesting to me is actually to reverse all the genders in that play. Oh, I love it. Um, and because it's Shakespeare and you're free to do whatever you want with Shakespeare because, mm-hmm. you know, he's been dead for 500 years or whatever. Um, Spoilers. Take a good look at some of those things because some of the lines may have to be rewritten. Because again, you know, Lady Macbeth talks about you know suckling the child to her to her mm-hmm. breast. That's not something a Mister Macbeth would be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet you can find something that is very similar for a man to talk about the child that was gone. Hmm. Which of course is interesting. You know, whatever happened to Lady Macbeth's baby? Because. Yeah, that never did. Nowhere yeah. on stage. She went to Colorado. Well, to give myself a plug, you know, that's that's one of the things that goes on in uh, the play I wrote, 
which is the new thing. I'm going to talk about plays I wrote. <laughs> um, you know, upon the Heath is is she. Um, what my mother found very sad to go along with this is, you know, Lady Macbeth says, I don't remember having a child. I don't even remember my last name because she was so absorbed into Macbeth's world. Oh. And I was surprised because mom came from that play uh, that I had done. She said, that was so sad. And I didn't fully understand that until a little later. It's like, yeah. But, you know, again, because... Shakespeare doesn't give us those clues in the text mm-hmm. about where Lady Macbeth came from, you know, what happened to her child. Because it doesn't matter it, it, at the time. It, it didn't. Again, she was just a woman. Yeah. yeah. But she's the single most pivotal character in the play. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Other than the witches. So then what we're <laughs> then what we're saying then is you would you would we could you would do Macbeth and reverse all the roles, but you wouldn't But I might adjust the script just a little. So so would you be like like, would you be saying, okay, Carol, you're going to play Macbeth, but as a man, and Bob, you'll well, play Lady Macbeth as thing. a woman? I, I would say, yeah, that's how I would like to try it. Um, you know, basically that. What have I just been talking about? But, but then, but, but then, it but gets then. Deeper. Well, but, it's I'm deeper. talking a true gender swamp. Right. But just like the woman who played Banquo, that was a woman who played. A man. They didn't change. Right. They I, didn't change Banquo. And I think you could do that. I think you can have a Lady Hamlet, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking it might be more interesting as a thought experiment, if nothing else, mm-hmm. to do a true gender swap and see how the world would look differently. I see. Okay. I see what you're saying too now. Okay. So we would have Macbeth. Juliet and Julio, or something like that. Yeah. Down by the schoolyard. No, but he's talking about the Romeo and Juliet. I, I, I just, what I, would that become? So my question is, so, so I don't know what your idea was, Carol. Well, my thing is, at I what think you point just do it with any gender in the role? Does does experimentation with casting become a gimmick? Mm-hmm. There's that. You know, it's yeah. like, are we going? How far are we going to go to show that? You know, aren't oh, we progressive? Aren't we progressive? Aren't we open-minded? That you kind of lose the whole flavor of things because you have to change things because you're pandering to a certain mindset. Right. I mean, even the and, and we all know how much I love Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I do too. Who doesn't? Oh, must be Ron who doesn't like it. Oh, you don't like it. I knew. I knew. He's on the I knew I would get a rise out of somebody. But I mean, long. even with you know all of the. Uh, all of the um, race mixing, I mean, swapping, I guess is the word I want to use, that's done in that production, um, it, it almost feels like it was an attention-seeking thing, okay? I have no idea. I, I, I am not, uh, Lynn and I haven't talked for, for weeks, so I don't know <laughs> what his mindset was on that. I want my VCR back. Yeah, but, Lynn, but, please call Carol. She's you know, waiting. Yes, <laughs> Lynn Manuel, come on! I've sent you three texts. Anyway, I don't know if he if if that was done intentionally or if it's truly just this was the best person for the for the for the that's, job. That's the distinction. Who is the best? Right. Right. For that character. Right. Yes, three hundred percent. Right. Well, and, and again. Was that the mindset, or was it? I'm going to shake these people up. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get can, a headline in Variety if we change this up. Yeah, right. But well, wouldn't at the same time? Wouldn't at the same time a director could say, David could say, I'm going to do Macbeth, 
And we're just going to gender swap the roles because I'm interested to see if I can get the right actors in these roles. If, right. if I can get Carol to be Macbeth, if I can get Brian yeah. to be Lady Macbeth, I think they can pull it off, blah, blah, blah. There Won't there always be someone who, who even though Dave's intention is, I, this is an experiment. I want to see if this can be done. Yeah. You're always going to have somebody out there saying, this has gone too far. You're just doing it because of. Right. Well, and, and that's my question is at what point right. does it become a gimmick? I think I think at that point, the only person that can answer that is the person who's doing it. And it's what's in their heart. Yeah. Well, and so to me, I'm sorry, Bob. Okay. Oh, all right. I think even more than the director is. The producer's role. They're the one coming up with the money for it. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that the director answers to. Mm-hmm. It's got to be what is the producer willing to do because they will go with how much money will this make me? <laughs> and if it's going to cost me more than it does to produce it, you ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in... in and also in my thought experiment, though, I was willing to tinker with the script as necessary to make it sure. appropriate for the genders. Sure. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. So so I wasn't doing a just, oh, let's just make swap the role Gilligan and... a woman because that'll be funny. Right. Yeah. Or, um, well, which, yeah, which I say, one, it, that inherently the changes the, yeah. in a case like in, in you know Gilligan's Island, which is a musical that we've done, mm-hmm. um, a case like that, you switch the gender, you change the dynamic between the skipper and Gilligan, and that doesn't work right, right so so i think yeah i think you got to be careful when you're just swapping it to swap it well yeah but there are cases like i say you know you may maybe the best actor to play hamlet is a woman mm-hmm. i you know mm-hmm. um that that's not that revolutionary idea but that would be playing the part as hamlet is today yeah. mm-hmm. um i think a lot of things like we're seeing on tv and such where it's like okay so we're going to I don't know. Um, I can't remember something else that just came out. That Sandman. Like, yeah, you were telling me about that. Sandman um, is coming up. On they the, changed yeah. some of the gender of the characters just because from their source material. Yeah. It's, but then you have other they people They own the rights would, to it. They can do what they want. But yeah. then you have other people that would say, you know, why does this... The, it always feels convoluted to me because I always feel like there's always going to be that one person who says you're always going to have somebody over here saying they didn't need to change that. And then you're always going to have this person over here saying, why do you think that? Why? Why can't they change it? Mm-hmm. Why can't they do whatever they want? You're sexist. No, you're sexist. Mm-hmm. And and then it becomes where you just your head wants to explode because it's like it's just a show. And that's mm-hmm. part of. I guess yeah. what art is supposed to do is make you think. So, exactly. you know, in the case yeah. of Hamilton, mm-hmm. oh, they're all black, Hispanic, and everything, um, which I'm not saying in a disparaging way. Right. But Lynn's making a statement as well. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when I watched Hamilton, what came across was this guy is black, but he's George Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, you've said yeah. that a million times to me. It's yeah. like, wow. Yeah, it's, when he George stepped Washington. on stage, it's like, wow. Yeah. You knew he was George Washington. You yeah. knew exactly who this man was coming in. Yeah. His acting. His physicality, everything just carried it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, in a sense, Lynn was also making a commentary that it's like, hey, African Americans can be on Broadway too. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's my question: is how do we know? I mean, it, it, obviously, and I've seen the the production, the film adaptation, or whatever. I mean, it was the Disney Plus. Yeah, whatever. That's all I've um, seen. I haven't I mean, seen it was, the play yet. 
I haven't either, but I am going in August. August? We are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so that'll be interesting to see yes. how the casting is on that. Yes. And I agree that the casting on the in the movie was brilliant. I mean, those people were perfect in their roles. But again, was it done intentionally? I'm sure to agree. Some of them maybe, and some of them maybe it was just a coincidence. Well, or, see, I would say it's intentionally because King George... Yes. Mm-hmm. Only white guy on stage. When it, the well, production, the production couple, I saw, yeah. production I saw, he was the only yeah. what I would call pale Euro- yeah. Northern European guy on yeah. that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm sure that was very intentional because he represented right the uh, establishment. Right. So that uh, actually is another layer of meaning yeah. underneath when you do that. Oh sure. Now, what do you think about quota systems? When you're doing a show, you must have at least 8% of your cast be handicapped. Oh. Well, if we were doing that, we'd be in Hollywood now, wouldn't we? And that's, but it's still Broadway. <laughs> is, is that a thing? That is a thing. Oh, I didn't know For that. the Tony Awards. I didn't know. No kidding. Look it up. Well, that seems... I, yeah. I, to me, it's just always... Whoever's right for whatever role, exactly. work it out. Yeah. And I think in a perfect rule that is, and I think as we were saying last episode, we got to think, how are we, you know, we're better off, I think, if we all say, how can we make this work? Not, here's why you're not right for the role. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, how are you right for the role? Mm -hmm. And see where that difference really gets you. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I thought when I heard it last on the last episode, I liked it. And to go back a little bit, a little (laughs) bit too, because I I thought of this earlier and I wanted to bring this up too. Um, Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. has gotten a, a lot of flack for his jokes uh, uh-huh. on trans. And I have a trans son, Alex, who called me about a couple weeks ago and said, guess who I'm going to go see? And I said, who? And he, and he said, David Chappelle. And I said, you're going to see David Chappelle? I said, have you listened le- recently? Yes. And you're going to go? Yeah, because I think what he's saying is funny. And I went, you think it's funny? Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I think it's funny. I think what he's saying is is really. Funny. And I was like, okay, more power to you. Yeah. Which again confuses me as a fifty six year old man going, where are we anymore in in this world? Because mm-hmm. well, but I think you can look at a lot of cases. You know, look at the audience for your average Larry the Cable guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the mm-hmm. bourgeois out there laughing at him. It's the uh, the folks that he's making fun of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. If if anyone. Still goes to I do. Larry the Cable Guy's I do concerts. Know Larry the Cable Guy. Hey, um, so anyway, we could go on all day with this conversation, yeah, this but we are running out of one. time. Oh, um, Brian, and especially after Brian takes that editing knife to it, we only have about ten minutes of show. Um, <laughs> and I didn't even get to mention you didn't notice I had just shaved my head. You d- are, you, are you playing are you, Danny play- Warbucks? No, I am not. But I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I am oh, ready. Yes, yes. Oh yes. Okay, yes. we already talked about baseball. I don't think yeah. we've brought in cats. I, I'm sorry. That's we, <laughs> now we did. Bob, Bob brought it yeah. in. We don't have to. Anyway, we don't, I guess, you know, when we have a serious show, we, we don't have to bring it all. This the is the most serious one I think we've ever had. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. this is yeah. why we wanted you. Okay. But we want the depth. We, we, we didn't want to be funny. We wanted you. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> what a, wait a minute. Oh, I'll see myself. Okay. Oh. So, so on, and we were saying it's going to be a good episode as long as nobody storms out the, the door halfway <laughs> yeah. through. So I'd like to thank all of you out there for listening in as we appreciate each and every one of you as always. If you like this podcast, please like us, rate us, etc. on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to us. Help spread the word that we are out. 
out here. Check out Monroe Community Players on our Facebook page and website at MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. More groupies fun. Eh. <laughs> Occasionally, we do post to our groupies' Facebook page as well on the MCP podcast page on Facebook. And please email us with your comments and thoughts about this or any other episode at Monroe Community Players at Yahoo.com. And as we just evidenced with this show, even though Carol's kind of an insider because she was already a groupie, but we took her comments seriously and mm-hmm. we thought we would follow yes. up on that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, because that's that's what we want to do is get into the get deeper into the art in this case. Uh, be sure to let us know it's okay to read your email in the podcast. Uh, the Art and Business of Community Theater has been a production of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish Building at Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studios known as Impact in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. We are the groupies. See you in the green room with your Fruit Loops. I shall. You, you didn't go. You, yeah, I you, didn't ask a question either. You didn't, but I haven't turned it off yet oh, either. Oh gosh, you know, I and I always appreciate those of you who stick around to find out what the question is. And here's my problem: I couldn't think of a good question for this one, so I'm going to go back to that original statement, but I'm going to change it a little. Okay. In the case of a theatrical production where the character is appropriate is a man dressed as a woman funny that's too long of a question that's a yeah. <laughs> too many caveats what were the that. original colors of tricks <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's yeah what the heck what's the original color of tricks that's the question for this episode <laughs> while you're thinking about everything else we talked about <laughs> bye folks so long of heaven, because it hasn't.